listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Unscripted, the film show. I am Cecilia and Lewis, you are sitting across from me in the, the wonderful studios here at uh, Radio Fremantle. Hello. Hello. So, <laughs> yeah, so we, we were just uh, talking about how uh, how quickly this week has gone. It's just, yeah. it's just ridiculous. I think maybe it's because we're splitting the days up into sunny days and rainy days. That is true. We've had a few really wonderful sunshiny days and then today, although today has been a bit of a mixture. It has. With, um, rain and then sun and then a bit more rain. Well, I think it's Melbourne weather because um, we've been having like uh, all this football stuff happening. Mm. Like, you know, the grand finals is going to be played here in, in WA rather than played in Victoria where it's usually played. So I think maybe the weather's just going, well, we should really give you Melbourne weather just so you feel like a bit more homey. Yeah, and I mean that was that's a big event, you know. They um, released tickets to today, wasn't it, for the grand final? Well, it's kind of been a whole whole week thing. I can't believe we're talking about sport. I Um, know this is not a sports show, but um, yeah, because they had tickets for people who had memberships. Yeah, so they Um, the I think the the like memberships went on sale for the the different clubs uh, earlier in the week. And those people, if you're a member of the club, then you get a certain allocation of tickets you yes, can get. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then the uh, the tickets for the general public went on sale today. Mm-hmm. And I think I read an article, say, they said there was like 10,000 tickets available and there was like 180,000 people wanted them. Yeah, I think the queue got to, yeah, 180,000 people at, at one point. But if you've got people in front of you jumping on to get three or four tickets, mm. then chances are, yeah, you're just not going to get them. But um, I... I wonder if they see that kind of response um, in Melbourne because it's such a thing that happens all the time. Well, or not. I think it's the same thing. I think all grand finals must sell out. Yeah, they it, must be yeah. pretty big. It's yeah, kind of, it's kind of funny. We've got next door. We've got the uh, sports <laughs> FM, which has got across to them. So, do the grand finals usually sell out? Yes, they do. Okay, yes. fine. Thank yep. you. Tune yes. into yeah. um, sports <laughs> FM if you want more sports. But um, no, we are a show dedicated to film. Uh, TV shows. What, what what are you doing on Grand Final Day? Are you going? You got plans? Are you going to watch? The, are you going to watch the game? Or uh, my dad's a huge fan of football, but I have a feeling he because he works away, so I don't even think he's going to be in town. So no. if he was here, I'd probably go watch it mm-hmm. with him. Not that I really get much joy from it. I love live sports. Mm-hmm. If I see sports played live, great fun. But um, watching it on TV, the experience is is not fun at all. So I think I'm just going to um, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in... It'll just be a normal day for me, to mm. be honest. Just a normal day. Probably go see a film Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my usual routine. There is a film on Saturday morning. That's, uh, is, is it called Miss? It's called Miss, yeah. which is a film about a transgender uh, person, a woman, sorry, tran- transgender woman who wants to compete in the Miss Universe mm. competition. I'm going to um, miss that one, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, pardon the pun. I... <laughs> Didn't want to miss. It. I really wanted to go and see mm. it, but uh, that day I've already got an appointment, and also you're going to the grand final. No, just no. <laughs> I have tickets uh, to the royal show because oh. uh, I figured like if there's any day to go to the royal show, it's grand final day because there'll be <laughs> there's less literally people there. nobody there. Exactly. I completely forgot about the uh, the royal show because there's just been so much talk about the grand final. <laughs> I haven't even thought about it, but I haven't been for years. But I think you're on. Um, you're thinking there is is spot on because I think there's going to be very uh, not many people there. They'll either be at home watching the grand final or at the grand final. Mm. Although I don't know what public transport will be like for that day. Yeah, well I'm sure I'm sure we'll figure it out (laughs) but uh, the um, uh, yeah, I I, I think I've been more um, uh, I have a better understanding of the football this year Mm. and the grand final because uh, my boss, uh, Jason Alford is a massive Demons fan. Uh, He's been a member for like the past nine years. And he has just been so excited as they kept on winning and winning and winning all season. And it was just like, I was just, as is my boss, I was just like, they have got to make it all the way to the end because I just can't deal with it if they lose. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, oh, I, I have a vested interest in uh, in the demons winning. So uh, go the mighty D's. There you go. There you go. I don't even know who's playing. It's the um, demons and the bulldogs. I was going to say it's bulldogs, isn't it? Yeah. And then and the demons. I heard. I'm pretty sure it's is Melbourne's done really particularly well this year from. What I've heard, but I mean, so is the other team if they're in the grand final yeah. too. So the top teams are going ahead. No, I think that's, um, I think that's how it's supposed to work, isn't it? <laughs> the, generally, the two best teams would go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it'll be an interesting mm. weekend, and it is, of course, a long weekend. Thank God. Uh, which is always nice. Oh, so hanging out for it. Get an extra day off, which is good. Well, most people do. Some people have to work. Some people might have plans. I don't know, but at least there's a day off for a lot of us. Mm. I think the uh, the Victorians usually get a day off for the uh, the grand final. So if, we, if we're if we already getting a day off on the Monday, does that yeah. mean we should get a second day in lieu? Well, I think most people would agree that that's, uh, that should happen, mm. but unlikely to happen, I yeah. think. Um, it would be great. Imagine if we could have the Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday off. Oh, that'd be lovely. That would be great, yeah. wouldn't it? But I think uh, the question was raised a while ago when there was talk and I don't think anything's happened since. So, And we've already got a day off. So we can't be too greedy. Come on, Mark. Do something about it. Yeah. Seriously. Come on, Mark. <laughs> Come on. Um, we do have a few films to talk about tonight, which is fantastic. Uh, we've got a film called Pig. Uh, sounds interesting. Riveting. Mm. Uh, it's got Nicolas Cage in it. Uh, we'll talk more about it. There's a film called Die in a Gunfight. Die in a Gunfight. What's that all about? <laughs> And then, uh, well, it's, I think it's, it's somebody dying in a gunfight, possibly. Maybe. Yes, could be. Yep. Uh, and the reason why Arda's not here is she's actually introducing this film at Luna Leaderville tonight. It's uh, a documentary, and oh goodness, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. Palazzo di Cozzo. Yep, that sounds good. I was going to Google search this before I come in because I've seen this documentary. I'm trying to pick up how to say the name, Frank. Um, Frank Cozzo, but he, Franco Cozzo, um, I feel like there's more of an Italian kind of um, bite or flame to the way you say that. Franco Cozzo. Yeah, whereas I'm just saying it in, in a very kind of um, Australian yeah. tone, so it doesn't sound as good, but you and I have both seen that, as well as both seeing Pig, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is fun too, so lots of films. And we did see a film last night, which is not out for a couple of weeks, um, called uh, Nitrum, which I was actually calling Nitrum for a long time, um, but it's called Nitrum. Yeah, it's. Um, a, I didn't quite get understand why it was called Nitrum, mm. but then... Uh, then I, I read something and I went, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I just feel embarrassed that I was calling it Nitrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's quite an interesting film, which we will talk about in a couple of weeks, which, um, yeah, I'm very interesting to unpack that one, I think. It, it is... Um, it's to to give you just some context. Uh, it is uh, a story about the guy that did the um, uh, massacre at Port Arthur, mm. and the the name of the film uh, Nitrum is what they refer to the character as mm-hmm. as Nitrum, uh, because people don't like t- saying his name, yeah. um, because they don't like giving him that that power. So, mm. um, yeah, and I don't even want to say why the movie is called Nitrum, but um, I guess when you, you, you see it, you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out mm. uh, eventually, possibly. Uh, yeah. It's not a hard uh, case to crack. <laughs> no, yeah, it was interesting because I, I briefly read the synopsis, which it doesn't actually mention the massacre in it mm. at all. And um, when you go and see it, you slowly piece it together and you go, oh, hang on, this is actually based on this event. But, yeah, we'll, we'll unpack that closer to its release date. But, um, yeah, keep an eye out for it because it, it is an interesting film. So um, we have a few films. Oh, did you hear that there's a Taco Bell opening yeah. in Midland? I've got to bring this up because that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I... Um yeah, uh, it's one of those those weird things. I think they've got Taco Bells over in the eastern states, don't Oh, they, they do. I was going to say, are we the first state in Australia to get a Taco Bell? But it wouldn't surprise me because when you look at places uh, in over east, I think a few of them do have the um, American chains. I mean, they've got Starbucks, mm. for example. There's another um, – there's a burger joint that they have over there as well, really popular one. I can't recall the name off. Um, the bur- the bur- uh, burger joint? Yeah. Um, Oh, um, Burger King, is it? No? No, I was going to no. say JC Penny, so that's not a burger place. Oh. Um, yeah, anyway. They've got, they've got several Taco Bells in Victoria. Okay, well, 
there you go. So it's not that great. But um, I can imagine. No, but it, we we kind of like you know kept out a, a lot of things. Like we don't have Starbucks. Yeah, uh, exactly. Not that we didn't have Krispy Kremes for a long time. Mm, that's true. Um, and uh, yeah, Taco Bell we didn't have have either. So, mm. but I don't know. I kind of like not having them here. To be honest with you, <laughs> like I enjoyed Krispy Kremes more when we didn't have them. Yeah, because it was like a, a treat when you do mm. go over to, you know, places you can um, get get one. As a, at the moment, I'm hanging out for Starbucks. And yeah. if we had Starbucks here, probably wouldn't care. <laughs> probably would not go and get a, a drink from them. Uh, but because it's kind of like something that we don't have, it's like, That's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, we do have some lovely coffee places here, though. We're very lucky um, we to, to have some really great independent, family-owned kind of um, places. So it's not all about the big chains, but I can imagine it's going to be an absolute um, crazy day for when it opens. Like mm. There will be people lining up for tacos, surely, yeah. and I feel like they're going to be maybe a little disappointed because um, <laughs> I, I feel like Taco Bell's overrated. Not that I've, I've ever had it. I've no, never had Taco Bell. Have you had Taco Bell? I've never had it. It might be, it might be good. I don't know. See, I uh, – and by the way, um, uh, you know, other uh, coffee places are available, other fast food places are available. <laughs> uh, we just happen to be talking about this because it's opening up. But yes. uh, uh, we're not promoting it anyway. You've, no, you've said how no. terrible you think The reason be. I um, say Taco Bell is because it's referenced so often in films, mm, you know, mm. those late-night Taco Bell trips and, yeah. and things like that. And it's always like Taco Bell taco bell so i just i find it funny um but yeah like i say i don't even think it'll be that i mean it's a taco yeah i don't know i think uh some mexican places are good like um guzman and gomez yeah and gomez is good. great there's some great places mm. here that you can get some uh some tacos there's a lot of mexican places like you know around the place now as well so mm. yeah we, we're spoiled for choice we and are. now we've got one more <laughs> one more and maybe a few more after that yeah. if it's popular you're listening to unscripted the film show we were talking about something very controversial off air. I don't know if we can talk about it on air. Yeah, I just, the, I just saw it like a the thing. cats and dogs mm. debate. The should you keep your cats indoors or in a run debate? Well, I was thinking because uh, like you, if you the cats brought up in a uh, inside cat mm. and also with a like maybe a run, mm. then that's what they're used to. Yeah. So they're not gonna you know want to go out and, and roam, but they do like if you do let your cat out. We had a cat like um, Rogue. Did you ever meet Rogue? You did. <laughs> No, I have heard about Rogue, you but never heard. met Rogue. Um, mm. Yeah, so Rogue was a, a wanderer cat. She would ah. just go and wander around and she'd kill things and yep. that was not good. Um, you know, the only thing we ever saw her kill was mice and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, keep the population of mice down, that's got to be a good thing. Mm. But you didn't know what other things she was, you know, killing along the way. And I think... Um, they're having like an enclosure for them. If they can have a bit of inside and outside mm-hmm. uh, and they're brought up like that, then that, that's fine because I think they are detrimental to you know, our wildlife here in, in Perth, whereas yeah. dogs so much aren't because dogs are pretty much, you know, unless the wildlife's coming into your backyard, yeah. it's going to be pretty safe. And, and dogs aren't that great at catching. No. <laughs> they, they chase after and yap. They, too much, they do because cats do that stalky thing. They do, like, and then they do that little teeth chatter mm. thing. And it's all—I mean, at the end of the day, it's also safer for cats because they're less likely to get, you know, hit by a car. Exactly. Or you know, there's some really horrible things that happen to cats out there. Like people can do some mm. really horrible things to them. And in my experience, I've had um, a few cats in my lifetime, and all of those which have been indoor have lived happier, healthier lives. Whereas those who have been outdoor cats haven't lasted very long unfortunately well ex- so. that's exactly it i think like you know rogue uh disappeared oh. um you know must have been about you know 10 years ago and wow. ghost has like survived yeah. you know to be a 20 year old cat. ghost is very yeah is just um <laughs> i love ghost <laughs> got attitude she's she's an elderly elderly lady so, um, but we, I had an intro, I work in the animal healthcare mm. industry and we had an interesting case the other day and this happens all the time, but we had a cat come in. Someone had um, brought in a cat from the general public and said, oh, I found this cat. Mm. And luckily this cat was microchipped and most animals are nowadays, which is fantastic. Mm. It means you can reunite them with their owners. And anyway, we we're trying to track down this owner for a really long time and well, a few days. Um, and he was this very busy person, had a very busy career so anyway I got a call and he goes oh I hear you found my cat and I said yeah and he seemed really surprised about it he goes oh that cat actually went missing six years ago what so um he's like we thought she had just died (sighs) um and turns out yeah the cat was in a very uh very close proximity to the to the (sighs) house still but 
had just must have wandered off, must have been living with someone else. Who knows? But six years. And you hear that all the time uh, about cats going missing for some time. So, um, yeah, at least microchip um, your cats and get them de-sexed for yeah. sure. But, if, but also, uh, yeah, if you can uh, keep them inside yeah. and in an enclosure, because the, the one example that, uh, that is really sad about a cat getting hit by a car yeah. is, you know, a street cat named Bob? Oh, yeah, Bob. Yeah, Bob died because he got hit by a car. Bob. His car, I, I know he likes to, to wander around and stuff like that, mm. but he'd still be with us if he'd been an indoor cat. <sighs> Bob, he was a cool cat. He was. I wish... Um yeah, cats are cool. Yeah. Oh, I know a lot of people don't like them, but there's some real personalities out there. Um, cats. There is, there is. Uh, but we, we should uh, get on to talking about uh, Franco Cozzo. Franco uh, Cozzo. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he's got his um, grand sale, grand sale, grand sale. <laughs> grand um, sale. What <laughs> he's got a catchphrase. I'll look it up. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's – so. This is this is weird. Like, uh, who would ever have thought, you know? Because we've had um, we've had you know people here in uh, WA who have been like owned businesses, mm-hmm. and then uh, they've you know they haven't really become famous. They become just annoying um, because there's two guys. Is it Craft Decor? The the two guys who do the the ads with the um, Indiana Jones kind yes, of flirt. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so we got that guy. Uh, there was there's the uh, that. Uh, car seller guy um, that uh, oh what's his name the uh, he's, he's been around forever um, not the John Hughes yeah John Hughes John Hughes John Hughes Mitsubishi yeah yeah he's, yeah that one he's mm. he's like you know been around forever so you know who he kind of is but I don't know if anyone's kind of got that uh, um, <laughs> just that the uh, exuberance and uh, to, to become a icon uh, as Franco Cozzo. Now, in WA, we don't know um, this guy. Uh, I was going to ask, did you know anything about this guy? Knew nothing. Okay, I think, neither. <laughs> I think he's like a, a local celebrity kind of person. So, you know, you go to a, a state, there's somebody who's just really famous there and you just have no idea who he is in other places. Yeah. That's Franco Cozzo. Is, is like, um, uh, he, he's that that kind of person. So we, we they know I'm there, but uh, to us he's a revelation. So he basically sells freaking ugly furniture. <laughs> it's it's old-fashioned for sure. Um, I think it's interesting though. It's very popular with um, I- I- Italian migrants though, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I don't think, I don't think like, you know, maybe Italian migrants were older. Uh, it's probably popular with them. Yes, older. Sorry. Yeah, but um, <laughs> post-war. Yeah, yeah. What is that? What is that term called? It's it's like a, the made-to-order um, thing, and they they um, ah, it's annoying. It's annoying me now. It's on the tip of my head. Um, made to a uh, furniture that's made to order. Uh, bespoke, bespoke. Oh, bespoke yeah. furniture. Yeah. Yeah. So it's bespoke furniture. Uh, it's it's like all that scroll work, and it's some of it's gold and it's gaudy, and it's mm. like. Anyone would it taste. It looks like the Queen would have it in her house. You reckon? Oh, I would have thought. It's like the cheap version of the yeah. Queen. Yeah, <laughs> I would have thought the Queen would have more taste. It's just like modern. Yeah, it's just really. Yeah, you, you look at this stuff and just go. It's just too too much. It's it's, it's there's too much happening there. Uh, it looks pointy. It looks like you can hurt yourself on it. So yeah, no one wants that that you know Game of Thrones uh, iron chair kind of thing going True. on. Um, Lots of buttons and 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 uh, uh, like just scroll work, um, but some people like it, uh, or, or they used to anyway, because th- that's what the whole thing is about this uh, this mm. documentary. It's uh, looking at Franco Cozzo's life from him moving from Italy to to Melbourne to Fitzroy, uh, and um, him becoming a, the the icon that he is, and he did that through. Advertising, because he was advertising his furniture, and he was smart because he knew that there was like you know um, swords um, and sandal uh, TV shows, which are very you know Italian. Lots of Italian people like watching that, and and he was like grand sale, grand sale, grand sale, and then he'd be speaking in Italian, yes. and English and Greek. And so he, when he first moved to to Melbourne, he was like doing door to door sales, and he realised where the Italian houses were mm-hmm. and he couldn't speak English. So he was like, well, I'll just go to the Italian houses. And so that's where he started off. And um, then he started to uh, get into the furniture side of things. He got uh, into the car business and <laughs> there's a damn good reason why he got out of the car business. Um, it was a, it's, he's a fascinating character. Um, 
and it's a it's a it's a really fascinating movie. Although I will say that it's probably a little bit too long, and could have done with a bit of um, uh, another another Passover on the mm. editing to tighten it up a little bit. Yeah, that's a really good point because it did cover off on some of the points um, or the same points over and over again mm. without bringing anything new, and it kind of stepped into this territory of it mentioned at one point that he he wanted to be a politician, then it moved on to the fact that very quickly that his son was in prison for drug dealing. Yes. Um, And then... Yeah. Yeah, so it passed over some points really quickly and then others it dragged on. Mm. So it, yeah. And then there was the, this, uh, maybe it was supposed to uh, give you that feeling of his life of, of things not quite changing because mm-hmm. there was this also constant beat of him going, I'm going to sell a store, I'm not going to sell a store, I'm going to sell a store, I'm not going to sell a store. Um, and it was unfortunate because you're seeing this guy who was, you know, very successful mm. but the kind of hasn't moved with the times and moved with the taste. And so, um, mm. you know, he's got a, a store full of this furniture that no one really wants anymore. Yeah, he didn't evolve at all. All his furniture was exactly the same. It was all that really old-fashioned... Um, yeah, like classic furniture that mm. you just wouldn't see. And I think that uh, Australian, I think globally people have moved into that more modern feel with their homes and want more modern furniture. You very rarely see the furniture that he has unless it's on a movie set mm. for something mm. in the, the 60s. So, yeah, it was, it's interesting. Um, I do have an ad here and I hope I'll, I'll play it. I'll see how uh, good it is because I haven't actually heard this. So hopefully uh, it plays well. There, there will be some like Italian in there as well. Yeah, sure. probably majority <laughs> Italian. Grand style, grand style, grand style. We are in Brunswick and Footstray. Franco Cozzo, I have the pleasure to present to you direct from Italy. Bedroom, dining room, a wonderful lounge. Why don't you come for yourself and have a look at this magnificent Italian furniture? Only can found from Franco Cozzo. Buy from Franco Cozzo. Megalo, megalo, megalo. Se pulli, maestro Franco Cozzo. Trapezeria, cremato camera, salonia. Apato Franco Cozzo, helate in Nagorazidi, happy Mr. Franco Cozzo, in Brunswick and Footscray, Nagorazidi, Mr. Franco Cozzo. Franco Cozzo, per la prima volta in Australia, de gara guerra, guerra e prezzi, grande svendita, dove? A Brunswick and Footscray, se i migliori mobili volete comprare, oggi e domani sempre, da Franco Cozzo dovete andare, dove? A Brunswick and Footscray, comprate da Franco Cozzo. Hey, uh, I'm Taylor, and this is Rapist. Taste of, uh, Franco Cozzo. Uh, what an interesting gentleman. He's very, um, very, he, he's very show. He's got the showbiz mm, persona, mm. doesn't he? He could have made it big in, in show business, I think. But, well, um, he did have a, a TV show that he sponsored mm. that was actually an Italian um, a language, the first Italian language uh, show on uh, TV, but only really shown in Melbourne because yeah. it was a, a vehicle for him to advertise his uh, furniture. Um, but I, th- I thought my uh, grandsal, 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 I actually thought it was a very good impersonation. I think I, you've yeah. done a great yeah, job. Yeah. Um, but this furniture is expensive because I think in one of the opening scenes there's this lady that's buying mm. some um, chairs and a dining table and I think it was like $50,000 or something, which is ex- – that's excessive, but it, it was a nice mm. – I mean, I wouldn't personally buy it, but it's a, it was a lovely table. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I it's, mean, this is this is. Um, you you said as we were watching that trailer before. Yeah, that's some ugly furniture. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm I'm not going to lie. I did say that. Uh, some of it was a little bit ugly. Certainly not my taste. But look. Um, no judgment to people I, who like that kind of stuff. I think it's so expensive because you literally have people carving it out of wood, and mm. it's not like you know a lot of people will buy furniture that is um, you know flat packed and uh, and you put it together yourself. That's um, true. But this this stuff is you know would take ages to make, and uh, then you got to get it over here in a shipping container and, yep. and things like that. So it costs you a lot of money and uh, a long time to wait to get it, um, and then all the people who see it just go, "Wow, that's." Um, so, yeah, so well worth it, well worth it. And he was um, married twice as well and had like 10 children. I that was well. one of the interesting things as well because mm. they, they like mentioned his, his first wife mm. um, uh, in past. He said, oh, his first wife. I was like, well, what happened to her? Yeah. Uh, they do address it later on but it was like addressed really just, yeah. yeah it, the, the, that was kind of brushed over I thought. It was brushed um, over. But 
it's it's an interesting documentary though. Mm. It's uh, you know, I think when you have an interesting subject, it's easy to make an interesting documentary. Yeah. So yeah, and I think uh, you know, this is. I don't, I don't know if you'd go out of your way to go see it in the cinema, but you know, definitely, I think when it's on streaming, it's one of those things you can you can chuck on and and get entertained by. Yeah, and it's always interesting learning something about someone or or an event that you don't know anything about. So if you don't know anything about it, it's interesting, and if you do, then um, you might just want to know more. Mm, so mm. yeah, I think it's um, definitely a good one to to chuck on if if it does pop up on on. Um, screening, but you might even love Franco Cosso so much that you do go and see a screening in cinema. True, if, or if you, you're a fan. Yep, or you go and uh, you know, see his his work on YouTube because apparently a lot of his acts are on YouTube now. I wonder what his house looks like if he has the, his furniture in his house. He must do, surely. He has to, because that would be a bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> just go in. It's all modern. Is it? Yeah, go. In, it's all like here. <laughs> Oh, Frank, how, how are we going to score this? Well, I'm going to score this one uh, three. Grand sale, grand sale, <laughs> grand sales. I'm going to score this one two and a half. Uh, two and a half. Oh, gosh. What do I say? Um, two and a half. What's something he did that was funny? Two and a half Nick Nicks. Nick Nicks, yeah. <laughs> but you have to watch the film to know what I'm talking about or have seen – actually, you can probably YouTube um, Frank Cosso Nick 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 yeah, uh, and you'll be able to find out what I'm referring to uh, there. So go check that out. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. There we go. Um, isn't there a film that starts out that, like that? There, there we, we go. No, Here We Go. Here we go. What film's that in? Here We Go. It does sound familiar now. It's, oh, it's I've got to find yeah. out. Um, here we go, film. Um, okay, it's not coming up ob- in a very obvious... Okay, I, I, I don't know, but um, <laughs> I will find out. But I, I swear that's a phrase or a quote in a film. Well, if anyone, here if, we go. If anyone uh, knows what uh, refer- Cecilia is referring to, uh, please let us know. Does the Joker say it? No, I don't In think Dark so. Knight Returns? No, I'm not, not sure. I don't think so. I mean, it, it, when you first see the Joker, it's uh, um, I, I think the first thing he, he kind of says is that bit that when he kills that guy, but mm. I don't think that that's it, no. Maybe it's not at the start. Maybe it's halfway through. Yeah. Anyway, um, we have more films to talk about, <laughs> so um, I'll stop. Um, going off on a tangent, as I, I do. Um, but if you do want to go off, uh, listen to people going off on a tangent, uh, listen to Tangent City, yes. uh, which is our, our podcast where we often go off on tangents. Although recently we've been doing um, uh, spoiler casts. So, we did. Hmm. Yeah, we did a few on, um, we did Jungle Cruise, mm-hmm. uh, which stars uh, Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt. We also did uh, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And we also did... Do we do Cruella? As well? No, because no. I didn't see. No, Suicide Squad. That's the, the right. Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, because yeah. we um that that kind of um surprised us. Well, mm. it surprised me. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it uh, was, and it, it really was good. Cruella's so. free on Disney Plus now. Ah, oh, I shall check yeah. it out. It's a really good film. Mm-hmm. Like we rewatched it again on the weekend, and uh, yeah, just you know, great story, great soundtrack, great acting, just just great all round. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um. We have two films left to read. Ah, thank you, Alan Randall. (laughs) It is Joker, but it must be, um, maybe I haven't quite got the phrasing correct and I think it is maybe halfway through the film. So um, I'm going to watch that during, he sent us a link, so I'll watch it in our next break and then I'll um, I'll say it out (laughs) correctly. But thank you for being there for us, Alan. (laughs) Thank you. I knew if anyone was going to be able to help us out, it would be Alan. Straight onto it. I think, yeah, I think the phrasing might be off. I mm. might not be saying it verbatim, so we'll find out when the uh, we play our next sponsor. I'll check it out quickly <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, so we've got two films left, Pig and Die in a Gunfight. What shall we chat about next? Well, let's certainly pig to the end and do Die yeah. in a Gunfight. Let's yeah. do it. I haven't actually prepared much for this film. Uh, it did come out of nowhere for me. Didn't know much about this one, but uh, I think it's a little bit of a romantic drama, thriller, action film. And when you start watching this one, you can clearly see that it's very influenced by uh, Shakespeare's classic tale of uh, Romeo and Juliet. Uh, So you've got Ben Gibbon, who is played by Diego uh, Bonetta, who's a very familiar face uh, if you see him 
Uh, he was in the film Rock of Ages. Right. He played the, the main character in that film and he's been in a lot of things as well. But he's quite a talented um, singer, I think, as well uh, as being an actor. So he plays Ben, who's this misfit. He's kind of the Romeo of uh, modern day mm. uh it's you know set in uh present day and then you've got mary rathcart who is played by alexandra Dodero, and she so these guys are you know two star-crossed lovers who's um <laughs> yeah yeah i can see the shakespeare there you know yeah. you know um and they, their families have been feuding both of their families own these you know massive media companies so they're constantly competing against each other and it's just a massive feud which is it's apparent it's been there for such Mm -hmm. a long time between these two so um obviously the family is not happy when they learn about this relationship and unfortunately mary's shipped away to paris uh to live and ben kind of goes on a little bit of a path of i guess Mm self-destruction doesn't really care anymore kind of leaves home does his own thing uh you know heads to mexico for a bit where he meets um you know, a friend who is kind of like the the Mercutio. It's Mer- Mercutio. Mercutio, yeah. yeah, who's his cousin mm-hmm. in Romeo and Juliet. He's a friend who's kind of the equivalent in that respect. Does he bite his thumb at him at some point? I do bite my thumb <laughs> at you, sir. They do have a little bit of a quarrel, yeah. a quarrel, which mm-hmm. I assume it, biting your tongue at someone is a your thumb. A thumb. thumb yeah. Is that a kind of? I'm, I think so. I'm having a bit of a quarrel with you, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's, 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 it's very kind of things. old English. Yeah, I'm biting my thumb. So I'm hurting myself and that's supposed to Something hurt you. Something. Like, I don't yeah, understand. They, they, de- they definitely have this bond that is, um, yeah, they're, they're always together cruising around in their car, just causing trouble. Mm-hmm. They um, really don't have any motivation um, for, for causing the trouble that they're doing. They just do it. So Mary kind of returns back and um, during this time the pair have been writing to each other but their letters have not been making uh, it, it, I don't know why they're writing letters and not emails or <laughs> sending text messages or Facebook messages or Instagrams, but they're writing letters for some reason. Because they're set in the modern era. Um, yeah, yeah, so I don't, I'm a little bit confused by that. But anyway, the, someone has kind of stopping this from happening, mm-hmm. so their correspondence is, is lost. So Mary thinks, oh, Ben's forgotten about me, doesn't love me anymore, and she returns and then they meet up again at a, at a party. Uh, but meanwhile, you've got... Is there a fish tank? There, I think there was a fish tank. It wasn't quite that wonderful scene between Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes in um, Baz Luhrmann's version, but uh, they do meet at a very fancy party. Not a costume party, though. Um, and their parents obviously still trying to keep them apart. But meanwhile, Mary's father had kind of hired this security guard to keep an eye on her mm-hmm. uh, while she was away. And he has fallen in love with her too and gets a bit jealous and, yeah, it's really about these two breaking free from their parents and hatching this plan to run away to Mexico uh, so they can be together and things get in the way. So you can really see where that Romeo and Juliet element comes mm, into mm. it. The problem with the film, though, is the script, you can tell where it's going. It wants to be like that, a modern-day version, but the, there's no motivation really apart from from them wanting to run away, there's a lot of violence involved, but it feels pointless. Mm. You wonder, it, it just isn't very well developed. I think the, the the story could have been hatched out a little bit better, thought out. There could have been, there seems to be a couple of different things coming into play where it really just needs to be one hurdle yeah. for these guys to face rather than multiple. So, and, and some of the dialogue felt a little bit cheesy. Is it, does it, did it just feel like it's something you've seen before if it was like the Romeo and Juliet kind of situation? Yeah, it, it did. It really felt like something I had seen before and, yeah, it didn't really bring anything new mm. to, uh, you know, I don't mind the fact that they've taken the inspiration from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I don't mind that. But you've got to bring something fresh and new and compelling mm. to make it watchable for audiences and I just don't think this had anything new to bring bring or add to it because we've seen a modern day version. We've seen a classic tale yeah. before. We've seen the star-crossed lovers in, you know, plenty of films before. So, yeah, it just didn't feel that developed. I think it had potential but it mm. certainly didn't 
reach it, unfortunately. See, so. see what I've seen recently is uh, uh, Bogan Shakespeare. Um, so that's a different oh. way of uh, approaching Shakespeare. It's a very different way. Uh, and also Drunk Shakespeare, where like um, one. One, all the actors are drinking, but one actor is like preloaded. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I think, were they both at Fringe? Uh, yes. Yeah, yep, Fringe brings some wonderful things. Although to we her. did see the drunken Shakespeare thing uh, in Melbourne as well at uh, mm. one point. That was quite cool. Ah. It does have this film does this kind of split screen thing as well. You know how Guy Ritchie does that mm. in his mm. films. It does have that in it as well. So it kind of leads into that bit as well, which is interesting. So um, yeah, look, it had potential but didn't quite reach it. I'm going to score this one one and a half. One and a half. Oh, fur jackets. Okay. Fur nice. jackets. Um, and that one is showing now at select cinemas and I'm sure it'll make its way to streaming services as well. If you do want to see a take on Romeo and Julia, it's worth watching just for your own, so you can form your own mm. opinion about the film because, you know, mine's not always true or right <laughs> or correct. Mine just might be, you might think I'm wrong and you might think it's ter- um, great. It might be your favourite film ever. Exactly. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Okay, so I think I was saying... Nespresso virtual. <laughs> nope, Nespresso wants... I think I was saying there we go, yeah. but it's here we go. And that is um, Heath Ledger as, yeah. as uh, Joker. I, I think it's at the climax of the film as well. But, it yeah, is. So I said it. at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and that definitely is not at the beginning. So um, I just like the way he says mm. it. Sorry. That actor, the lead actor in Nitram yes. uh, that we saw last night reminded me so much of Heath Ledger. Yeah, and surprisingly he's not Australian. Really? No. Oh, okay. I thought he was um, Australian but he's not, which wow. is interesting. I always think it's very fascinating when they cast a non-Australian person in an Australian role mm. because you do think why are we not giving these um, jobs to Aussies? It's an Aussie-made film why are they not having, like, why are they not being given the opportunity? Well, that's quid pro quo because we Aussies go overseas and steal so many foreign And roles. maybe that's what they're, they're yeah. saying. Hey, look, we're sick of you guys um, doing that. Um, but then I remember there's been plenty of films that I've seen, like Lion, you had Dev Patel. Mm, yeah. Best Aussie accent I've heard. Still have got to see that film. He, his Aussie accent mm. is brilliant. And, you know, um, I think it's Caleb Landry Jones who is uh, the lead or who is Nitram mm. in the film. And yeah, I looked it up and he's um, pretty sure he's just American. No, he's just American. <laughs> he's American. That's a bit... Well, uh, there is lots of them. So, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, but oh, just a great film. I still can't wait to talk about it. But um, yeah, no, uh, he does a great Aussie accent. And it's not an easy accent I could imagine to master because no. a lot of people end up have you seen Rough Nights um, starring Scarlett Johansson? Uh, it's got... Uh, oh, it's the film. It's It's got Kate McKinnon, mm-hmm. a few other really well-known comedic faces I, and it's about... Oh, I haven't seen that one. It, I, I, I'm, I'm picturing the poster now. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. great film. I watched it. I've seen it three times um, <laughs> and I watched it recently on a streaming service because I couldn't find anything else to watch mm-hmm. and I thought, hey, I always have fun watching it. It's been out for a few years but if you don't know, it's the film where Scarlett Johansson goes on a bachelor party with her friends and they unfortunately kill a stripper. What? Uh, and that's not giving it away because the whole film is about how they deal with that and you know um it's a really funny film but Kate McKinnon who most people will know from Saturday Night Live plays an Australian in the film and her accent is atrocious (laughs) and it changes constantly at some points she sounds like she's from New Zealand other times she sounds like she's from South Africa other times she just sounds American so the Aussie accent is is not easy to master but if you do want a good film fun kind of a good, yeah, fun film to watch where you have lots of laughs, that is definitely a film I would recommend. And I cannot remember for the life of me the streaming service I watched it on. I think it's either on Prime or Netflix. I think it might have been Prime. So do give it a go. It's it's a fun film. It's um, silly but perfect to watch uh, if you want a good laugh. That sounds good. I do want to have a good laugh and I would like to see that. You should watch Mm. it. I um, I think you'd really enjoy it. Now, we've only got a quarter of an hour left of the show, oh, which just sounds like a long time, but it really isn't. It's not, especially yeah. when we start talking and we get really mm. involved and, yeah. Um, pig. 
Pig, I'll, I'll, I'll let you uh, do the synopsis on this one. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, well, I, I, I can throw stuff in if you'd like. But, uh, sure. Uh, um, why not? <laughs> um, you've got Nicolas Cage, who he's a very diverse actor. Well, um, that's true. True, he's like diverse, but generally speaking, he will always play at 11. Yep. Except in this role. Except in this role. He plays Robin Feld. He's a former prolific, like quite respected chef uh, turned hermit. He's really living off the grid mm. essentially in this um, cabin in, I believe it's Oregon. Yes. Uh, in, in the forest there. And he's alone apart from this prize-winning truffle-hunting pig. That's uh, is it prize? It's, uh, yeah, it's very prized truffle-hunting pig. But are all truffle-hunting pigs that cute? Because that was a very cute pig. That was pig. a cute pig. I yeah. don't think they're all that cute. I don't even mm-hmm. think they use pigs that much. I think it's dogs, dogs that more, they yeah, use. Yeah. But um, this is a very cute pig, um, absolutely. And, yeah, he's all alone apart from these regular visits, which he gets from uh, Amir, played by Alex Wolf. He's a supplier of luxury ingredients that he sells to high-end restaurants. And, and meanwhile, his father is also doing the same thing. So they're kind of competing in that space. Uh, so there's a little bit of a, a story that develops there as well. And one night, Robin's pig is stolen, uh, forcing him to return to Portland uh, to track down those responsible. Uh, and he enlists the help of uh, Amir to drive him around mm. as well and get him places. So, you know, from the, the synopsis, though, you'd expect this to be a violence fueled kind of revenge story. You're, you're thinking it's like a John Wick with a yeah. pig. Exactly, yeah. and I think when you when I seen the ads and heard about this film, I thought that, and I'm sure you did too. Yeah, mm. and yeah, you see the trailer, and you you kind of um, see Nicolas Cage being very sedate and reserved, and kind of monk like. Mm. Uh, but then you're, you're just thinking, well, it, maybe at some point in the film, he must just go nuts and start you know kicking people's heads in. But um, yeah, it's a there is violence in the film. Don't don't get me wrong, there is violence in the film, but um, he's not the perpetrator of it. No, it's um. There's very little of it though, yeah. As well, and it's it's a very modest, um, subdued kind of. I mean, I, I would say there's one scene where it gets quite violent, and like you say, he's not the perpetrator at all. He's almost completely, um, he's involved, but just yeah, it's quite bizarre to watch. And and like when you see him in the trailer, uh, you do notice he's like covered in blood a lot of the time. <laughs> Um, but that's his, his whole thing, being a hermity kind of person. He's not like, you know, He's getting in, in the shower, and which is weird. I would have thought, like, if I'd have been living out in the bush for, you know, uh, years, um, first thing I'd be doing is, like, jumping under a shower and just cleaning off all that muck. But no, it probably doesn't do that. So yeah. doesn't do that. And, um, yeah, look, and as you, the film progresses as well, you learn a little bit more about both Robin and um, Emir and their kind of troubled past and, and things like that. I don't know if it's fully explained in terms of Robin's past and, and oh, I think there's a history. He did have a love mm, and, mm. and maybe that's, yeah, but it doesn't really go into why he left the industry because he was once a chef and, um, yeah. But I think they, they, they kind of touch on it. So, yeah, they, they do, they, the whole, his whole reasoning is explained mm. in the film, but it's just, it's very subtle. It's not like, you know, somebody comes out and, you know, does a big exposition. Yeah. So. Yeah, I really enjoyed. This didn't have the ending I wanted, but I think that maybe it was the appropriate ending. I don't know. Uh, maybe it made you think about things a little bit more. But I really loved the way he handled his revenge mm. in trying to negotiate with the person that had stolen his pick. I liked the way he did that. I don't want to really give it away either because it's it's quite great, but there's a lot of cooking. Well, not a lot, but there is some cooking in this film too. And um, so it's broken up into chapters as well. Yes. Each chapter is kind of a recipe yep. or, or like a, not a recipe, like a title of a menu kind of thing. Mm, yeah. But yeah, when he finally comes face to face with that person who is responsible, um, I, I just love the way he deals with that. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I've just... I really enjoyed this film and I was interested in hearing what you had thought based on the fact that I know you do like your action films um, rather or more so than the character developing mm. films. So, but I, I, I gathered you really liked this. Yeah, and I love this yeah. film. Yeah. 
I thought it was it was great, and it was great to see um, Nicolas Cage flexing a different acting muscle to mm. what he usually does, because usually uh, he he does like you know throw everything at his roles, whereas in this he was just so reserved, and um, it was a great way of uh, you know seeing him. Um, yeah. There's only one, literally one scene where he's uh, does a Nicolas Cage over the top thing, and that's it. The rest of the film, he's just like very you know monk like and sedate. Mm. I don't know if it was hard for him to to hold back, or you know if it was like something he's been looking forward to doing for a long time. Mm. But um, I think it's a great film, and it shows the connection that people can have with animals. Um, you know, even if you're alone but if you've got an animal that you know is is part of your life then you're not completely alone mm. so um it was it was really good and just th- those first scenes of him just like out hunting truffles with the pig and mm. it's just just nice you know mm. it's um it's it's really good and I, yeah i just really enjoyed this film it's I, I hope to see more of nicholas cage doing more of these kind of roles um because i think he's a a, a brilliant actor and um if he just holds it back mm. then you can really see mu- how much talent he's actually got yeah and i mean i i wonder i i did think about what would this film look like if it was a different actor mm. someone maybe unknown or fairly new and what it might look like and i i don't know really i don't know the answer if it would be better or or worse um but i do know that it's very rare for me to say i enjoyed a nicholas cage performance but i actually did enjoy this performance again i I still kind of ponder oh what would it be like to see someone else in this this role but i reckon you could probably put uh keanu reeves in that role and he'd uh which would be an interesting juxtaposition between that and um john wick true (laughs) because very true but yeah, but uh, they, they, I think they, they had the right actor for, for this role mm. um, and it was just such an enjoyable film to watch. Um, and it wasn't, I don't think it was excessively long or anything like that either. It didn't feel long and it's also by, um, written and directed by a um, first time um, director, Michael uh, Sanofsky. Mm. In he, yeah, so this is his directorial debut. So it's always nice to see someone uh, produce such a, a fantastic film the first time yeah. around. And, um, you know, it really gives you hope. And, and, you know, it's likely we'll see some great things from this guy in the future. And I wonder if Nicolas Cage put his hand up for this role or they had to ask him. Mm. I, I really wonder how. I would like to know more about how this film came to, to be. And, and, yeah, but I, it's a real sombre kind of... Um, subdued, modest film. Yeah, just 92 minutes long as well. So you're in, you're out, there's a pig in it. It's great. There's some food, feel a bit hungry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I really, really, really enjoyed this film and I think, yeah, it's out so I think people should really go see this one. Yep, go on, see it. I am going to give this one uh, four and a half uh, stale bread. Oh, oh yeah, is that reference to that um, stale, you should use stale bread for French toast. Exactly. I didn't know that. No. And I... um, apparently that's the thing. Did you know that? I did not know that. There you go. No. So apparently you should use stale, n- probably not mouldy, but stale <laughs> bread. To um, But it makes sense, doesn't it? Well, it's it? like day old bread, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you might as well because you're soaking it anyway. Mm. And oh, I immediately felt like French toast anyway, watching that film. Um, French toast is great. I'm going to score this a five uh, schnelt. Pig snouts. Pig snouts. Snouts. <laughs> Schnouties. Because um, I think pigs have the cutest little schnouts. They do. We're going to go um, see a lot of them at the Royal Show. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I hope people see this film. It's certainly a, a surprising mm. um, film, but a really nice, humble one. So uh, check it out. They don't come around very often. No, no. They uh, don't. I, uh, I mentioned uh, Keanu Reeves earlier on. You did. Uh, and I wasn't on the show last week. Uh, I did listen to it. You did a, a great job. I don't recall you guys talking about the Matrix trailer. Oopsie. Uh-oh. Um, we didn't cover that at all, no. And, and you know, thank you for calling us out on it because it was big news. Mm. It was huge. And for some reason I, I happened to miss it. But, um, yeah, it is big news. So tell us what you know. Well, it's it's interesting because, like, you know, obviously the first Matrix movie you had uh, Keanu Reeves as Neo mm-hmm. and it was, you know, the whole, like, you know, what is the Matrix? And then uh, him taking the red pill, the blue pill, and then, uh, you know, going into the Matrix and finding out that his whole life is, you know, just a fiction and he's actually just a battery in a machine that's feeding mm-hmm. um, these machines. Um, and 
the other two films, the uh, the sequels to The Matrix, were kind of a bit naff because you already knew what the the conceit of the film was, yep. is that they're trying to fight against the machine. So basically it becomes a, a Terminator kind of situation. Um, so the only way that you can make The Matrix kind of interesting again with a sequel is you put them back into the matrix and so they don't know what the matrix is. Mm. And so when you see Keanu Reeves in, as Neo in this film and you, you see um, uh, Carrie Ann uh, Moss's character of Trinity, mm-hmm. they're back in the matrix and they don't know that they're in a simulation. So that's interesting. How do they get back there? You know, makes me ask the question, um, did they choose to go back there and, and realise that ignorance is bliss? Um, but uh, to me, I'm I'm interested, I'm intrigued I, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to this because I did really enjoy particularly the first Matrix mm-hmm. um, and I'm just interested where they, where they go with it. I need to re-watch them because I haven't a single recollection of these films apart from the really long leather jackets (laughs) that they wear and the cool kind of style they've got. That's the only thing I remember and it having a very green tone to it. Yes. um, Which makes sense. It's science fiction. So um, that's the only thing I remember. So I need to re-watch these films. Mm. And and the really creepy guys with... um, Guys with white hair? Guys with white hair. Twins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think... I can't remember if that was the first film or not. They're creepy. I remember that. Um... But yeah, the I wonder if with this they're going to ignore the sequels and just like ah oh, direct one to, yeah. the, to the first, or or if they'll mm. they'll incorporate somehow and just go sorry, <laughs> yeah we know they sucked, but you know still it's sometimes easier to do a direct one from the first mm. film I find because it it can get complicated trying to follow on, but yeah interesting. Do you remember that when we went to see Candyman? Mm. Do you remember there was a trailer for? Um, uh, it was on Friday the 13th? Or uh, Halloween. Halloween, sorry. Mm. I was going to say Halloween. Why, why did I change my <laughs> mind? Uh, yeah, uh, with um, uh, uh, with Jason and with... Um, Michael, Michael, Michael Myers. Oh, Is I'm it Michael Myers? Michael Myers, yeah. yeah. Michael Myers. I'm, just, I'm getting the two confused because I'm starting to doubt myself and think, was it Friday no, the 13th? No, no, I am, I'm, I, no. It was because it was... I just got Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, Halloween. Yes, okay, mm. with Mike Myers. Okay, fine. Um... Yeah, that was interesting because that's a sequel to the, uh, the, the the one we saw a couple of years ago. Yeah, which was a sequel to the original. To the original. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah, it ignored all mm. the others, but then this one's a sequel to the last one we seen. Yeah. 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 And that yeah. was uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It really like the the, the trailer goes it picks up right when yeah. the <laughs> right when the um uh, the last one finished off where the house is on fire yeah and he's in there Michael Myers burning to death and the firefighters rock up he's like no don't put out the fire don't put out the fire <laughs> let it burn please but obviously it's pretty obvious he's back yeah. and that he survives that he just can't die he just won't die that guy but um. Anyway, we will definitely be covering that film when yeah. it gets released. But, yeah, clearly um, he's alive if there's a, another film. Um, and I didn't even know that was happening until I saw that trailer. Yep. I uh, do love a surprise trailer. But um, we will be back next week, of course, talking about more films. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.